Uh, welcome to the Relationship Builder Podcast. This is Dr. Kevin Skinner with my good friend and colleague, Brett Williams, author of You Can Be Married or You Can Be Right, also a friend. Uh, we actually met at a conference, a smart marriage conference back in San Francisco. Well, what year was that? 2009, 2010? Oh, 2008. That's right. That's right. Anyway, we're, we are so excited to be with you, our listeners. We've been uh, doing this podcast for a few months now, and I tell you, Brett, every time I get to spend this time with you, I'm just grateful the ideas and the opportunity to really learn together. Hopefully, it's helping our uh, listeners, and together, um, hopefully, we can shed some light on how to effectively communicate or ways to communicate in effective ways. That's today's topic. Brett and I are going to try to provide you the tools and let you do the building. So welcome to today's podcast. Brett, where do you want to get started? Yeah, and, and and when we talk about ways that we communicate, there are so many different ways, uh, and I want to just get us started here. We typically think of the verbal communication, what you actually say. But ironically, that's not the most important part of it. Body language, tone, the, the eye contact, everything about our facial expression, the ways that we communicate or how we communicate, oh my goodness, they, they, they can, I mean, somebody can walk in the door, for example, and you can tell that they've had a bad day. How do you know that? They might not have even said a word, but what did you hear? What did you see? What, did, what, what are you observing? And quite frankly, the ways we communicate often are not verbal, but they're nonverbal. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, her her and Steve Stosny wrote a book, How to Save Your Marriage Without Talking About It. Yeah. Yeah, so so let's get into some maybe some nuts and bolts and some examples of this because how we communicate, you know, again, I think we need to pay attention our tone of voice, our body language. And, and, and even then their facial expressions. So, so if we were to step back and say, there's probably a facial expression that our wife gives us that lets us know that they're not pleased with us. They don't even have to say anything. You're like, oh, oh, okay. Um, what'd I miss? So, so can we detect each other? Because the concept here is being attuned 
to our spouse. That concept of attunement is is being one and being able to feel that oneness with another person, which means I'm emotionally attuned to them. I, I, I'm trying to observe them. I'm feeling their thoughts. I'm feeling what they're going through, maybe empathy, but we're really looking at how to communicate with attunement. Yeah. Oh, that our listeners could see my 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 eye roll there, right? But yeah. Yeah. And so let's go off of that. Uh, a few years ago, I was working with a couple that came into my office and uh, they hadn't spoken to each other verbally in about 72 hours. Now think about that. No, I mean, no verbal communication. But I would suggest that they were communicating the entire 72 hours that they did not have verbal you know, communication. What were they communicating if we were to actually break that down? I'm upset at you. I'm angry at you. I don't like you right now. Right? That nonverbal... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and what's the message of that? I'm mad, I'm hurt, deeper than mad, I'm hurt. And, and so if we're going to figure out how to communicate and ways to communicate, we have to reflect on our on literally every aspect, including our body language and all of the other things I've already mentioned. But then we have to ask a more important question. What's the real issue? Right? When you look at couples trying to communicate— so this couple hadn't communicated in 72 hours. Now, this is what I call my favorite chicken pot pie story. Have I, have I told you this story? So this couple comes into my office, and again, they haven't spoken uh, it's, since Saturday night. It's now Tuesday night. So we're working on 72 hours. And, and she comes in, and it, it, you know how on our couches, you, know, you can tell real quickly how the session's going to go by how the couple initially sits. You know, you know what kind of work it's going to be depending on their body language when they come sit in our offices. Yeah, that nonverbal. So she came in and she, I mean, I'm facing, you know, so she was on my right. He was on my left. She went as far to the right part of the couch as she possibly could. And I wish I could show the listeners her body language. Literally, she was turned away from him kind of like in a, in, not in a curled up ball, but it felt like it. And she wasn't even facing him. She wouldn't have eye contact with me. Now, I, I, I again, don't know what was happening. Her, hu- oh yeah, her husband is sitting there and 
in that situation, you start with whoever will give you something. Like, what, what, what happened? So he proceeds to tell me a story about a Saturday night experience. About Saturday afternoon, they decided to go to a grocery store and buy some food for the weekend. So they bought uh, some inexpensive chicken pot pies. Okay, no biggie. So that evening, uh, she serves chicken pot pie. And uh, he looked at her after taking the first few bites and said, did you make this chicken pot pie? Now, that might not seem like anything to anybody else, but a little bit of background on their story. Earlier in their marriage, he had been somewhat critical of her cooking. And that triggered in her, and I'll, I'll finish her side of it in a minute, and I said, so you asked the question, what happened? He said, I don't know. All of a sudden, she's pissed off at me. She won't talk with me the rest of the night, and she hasn't spoken to me since then. Saturday night, now Tuesday, okay? It's 72 hours later. And I'm thinking, what in the world is going on here? So I said, well, what, what, what happened? And he said, well, I, again, I don't know what happened. But he said, that chicken pot pie, I'm thinking, there's no way that's the chicken pot pie we bought at the store because it's better than I thought it was going to be. At that point, she kind of sits up a little bit. She turns and she looks at him. And she says, what? And he said, I did not think that was a store-bought chicken pot pie because it was actually pretty good. And I asked if you made it because I thought it was better than anything we could have bought at the store. 70, 72 hours of fighting non-verbally. And that statement, had there been clarification, it allowed us to talk about the previous criticism, which is not how to communicate, but earlier in the relationship, he had been. And so it allowed us to talk about what didn't work and the ways that he had been critical in the beginning. So in that situation, how to communicate, maybe we ought to say what we ought to not be doing. If you want to fail in your relationship, criticize, use contempt, defensive listening, don't listen to your spouse. And then Stonewall, if you want to fail, those are for sure fire ways to fail. And if your intent is to be critical, 
you need to ask yourself a real question. Am I really trying to criticize the way my spouse cooks? Am, am, I, am, I, am I putting them down? And where does that mindset come that I'm going to be that critical of somebody who's actually serving me to be critical of, their, of the food? Now, and so again, I just pause on that just because I think we have to stop and say, am I normally a negative person? Am I critical? And if so, where did I learn that? Because if we're going to learn how to communicate, we've got to figure out how to do so by sending value, by showing people that we care. And, and, and really, that was part of the dialogue of, you know what, he needed to make some repairs because of his earlier criticisms of her cooking. Now, imagine him being able to say in that session, you know what, I did not realize that that would have been that trigger. I was critical earlier in our marriage, and I need to apologize. That was not right of me to speak to you that way. And so I just want to openly say that that was wrong, and I will do my best to not speak to you in a disrespectful way again. Mm-hmm. But based upon their past, I, I can understand where she's coming from, right? Because they have a past, and which again speaks to this concept of how we communicate is really something that starts in the beginning part of our relationship, and we get into communication patterns that need to be interrupted or changed, especially if they're unhealthy. And that was a perfect example of a communication pattern being critical, that hit a trigger point in her feeling criticized, being criticized, she pulls away. He doesn't really understand why she pulls away because in his mind, he had moved beyond the criticism of, of the cooking and and asking this question of, dang, that's actually pretty good. Was that the store-bought chicken pot pie? But because of their history, unhealthy communication patterns, then they get into this dialogue that's not verbal but nonverbal saying i'm mad i'm mad i'm mad i'm mad no i'm mad i'm madder i'm maddest right right That's right.
Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, because of patterns, and I really think we need to spend a whole show on patterns and, and, and these patterns, but for today, how to communicate. We've talked about the four horsemen, right? If you want to ruin your relationship, criticism, contempt, defensive listening, and stonewalling, those are things that we have, I mean, if you want to ruin it, just keep doing those things or do those things. But if you don't want to, what's the opposite of criticism? What's the opposite of contempt? What's the opposite of defensive listening? And what's the opposite of stonewalling? Well, criticism would probably be kind words of affirmation. Contempt, we're building up. The opposite of contempt would be building up. Defensive listening would be listening to seek a deeper understanding, what Thich Nhat Hanh calls deep understanding or deep listening. And stonewalling would be being vulnerable and saying what's hard to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if we're going to learn how to communicate or ways to communicate, really, we've got to make sure that we're evaluating our own communication style. And when we get stuck, kind of like this couple, we don't have to go 72 hours. Because if we're going to choose to connect, we're going to pause and say, what, what's happening? Imagine that she had turned to him and said, ouch. And he said, what do you mean, ouch? Uh, what you just said reminds me of the past when you used to criticize my cooking. Oh, I'm, I am sorry. That was not certainly not my intent. I actually like this chicken pot pie, and I can't believe we bought it at the store. Mm. Yeah, perfect, perfect, perfect. Well, any final thoughts that you have for our listeners today?
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, and I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I think, Brett, on that, if we're going to do that right, then we might look in our own mirror. How am I communicating? What am I communicating? What percentage of it is positive? What percentage of it is negative? And just that simple reflection, you know, when I see couples fighting all the time, you just listen to the, the positives, to the negatives. And you start hearing much more negative than positive. Just try doing that different and see what the outcome is. All right, your final thoughts for the day. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right, to our listeners, thank you for listening to the Relationship Builder Podcast. Dr. Kevin Skinner with my good friend and colleague, Brett Williams. Remember... Love is a choice. Make it every day.